do, 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 do. Okay, guys, <laughs> we're just going to keep that. But welcome to Mindy, the podcast. This is an exciting week. This is historic. This is groundbreaking. You are listening to the very first remote pod. Yes, which is probably why our <laughs> intro sounds a little off this week. We're still learning. We're growing. We're doing it. Um, but it's exciting. And we are so pumped for this week's episode. Yeah, no, episode 11, Bump Beds. I'm so excited. This one was really good. I have like a lot of uh, funny connections for this one from my own life. So I'm excited to really get oh, into boy. this one. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, I am. I think it's just funny because I like to see Mindy interacting with children. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. Which I, I'm not going to get too much into it. We'll save it for later. But I feel like kind of goes against what her character is of wanting kids. Uh, uh, we'll get into it later. All right. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, so tell us about this episode. So the summary for this episode is when Gwen has to go to the emergency room, Mindy is forced to babysit her goddaughter. Meanwhile, Morgan and Betsy uncover a secret while snooping in Danny's office desk. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so it's going to lead to a lot of good stuff in this episode, and I'm really excited to get into it. I am too, and I think it sets us up for future episodes too, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Ooh, okay, I'm excited for that. Okay, so the new characters for this week, we have Hannibal Burris, who is an amazing comedian. I am shocked that my co-host did not know who he was. I'm sorry. If you watched any funny movie in the last five years, he's been in it. He's almost like Melissa McCarthy for me. Like I feel like she's just in everything. Okay. And one of my favorite TV shows, Broad City. I highly recommend it for everybody. Maybe that's why I don't know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably why. Uh, the next character, we have uh, Jillian, a.k.a. iPad Girl, played by Allison Williams, who played Marnie on Girls and also played Kate Middleton on Will and Kate before Happily Ever After. I thought that was very interesting. Cool. Which I'm surprised you didn't see that, but I guess you saw the. I saw the one with um, with my fave from Grey's Anatomy, aka Camilla Luddington. I love her, so I watched that version from Lifetime. It's very good. Highly recommend it. Um, I do. I like that one a lot. So, I, but they also make a lot of different versions of the Royals. So, but that one's like their actual love story from like when they met in college and everything, which is cute. The true story. I'm just saying. Uh, the writer for this episode, we have Jeremy Bronson again. You guys remember him from episode nine, Christmas Party. Really good episode. And the director for this episode, Don Scardino. Young Sheldon, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Two Bro Girls, 30 Rock. Also, shout out to Ed Weeks, an episode of LA to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, before we forget, our other character who's kind of new to us. Oh, yeah. We haven't, like, we saw her earlier in the season, but she didn't really have a big role yet. So this role was really big for her in this episode. And that is our friend Riley, who is played by um, Ariella Ford. And she's best known for her role in The Mindy Project. Okay. Was this only one kid? Because I always feel like I always hear about having twins. Oh, I only saw it as one person. I didn't okay. see anything about twins, which is a good point because of the um, labor laws for mm-hmm. children. They tend to always hire twins so that they can have um, more accessibility to work. So that's a very good point. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I am on it for this episode. I'm ready. I love it. I love it. Um, so I do want to talk about some of my favorite looks of this episode because there are a lot. So um, particularly, I loved her polka dot button down blouse, which is by Pins and Needles. So this is what she wore with the pinstripe black and white dress. I also loved her polka dot scarf. So it's just like a polka dot type of episode for me um, in oh, the yeah. opening scene. But I do not know the designer, unfortunately, for that scarf. And then, of course, she wore this gorgeous um, Nupa 
ombre sweater by Theskins Theory. I'm so sorry if I did not say that right. (laughs) It's new for me. But um, that was the purple and black sweater that she wears in the episode that I really, really love. And finally, for something where I enjoyed like the whole look together as well, is her whole denim on denim look because I love a denim on denim. Oh, so I'm excited for you to talk about this because I mentioned this later in the episode. Oh, I'm excited too. And that what the shirt was by Keeper Cambry by J. Crew, and her boots were by um, Kalinda Booty, which is by UGG. I am so excited that you do the fashion breakdown because, like, if I had was forced to read all those names, our episode would be canceled and they would no longer have us on the end. Well, I am still learning all these different designers. But again, genius Salvatore Perez, always styling Mindy to the T. It's amazing. I love it. I also want to mention that I love in the beginning episodes that a lot of the outfits are, like, pretty affordable in the sense that a lot of them were by J. Crew or other more um, low-key designers, which I really like. Um, I also want to talk about the music. Oh, yeah, no, get into it. We had some good songs. So we had Watch the Tapes, which is by LCD Sound System, and then Light My Candle by Adam Pasquale and Rosario Dawson. And honestly, you would know both of those names, too, because, like, Rosario Dawson's been in a lot of uh, TV as well as Broadway. Okay. Are you ready for the cold opening? Let's do it. Okay. So I thought this cold opening was spot on for me, (laughs) just in the sense of... Like, after this code opening, we basically realized there's going to be no second date, which I totally agree with, just because, like, I feel like anytime I saw her face, I would just think of a horse being murdered. Yeah, so I laughed at this because it does, it starts out like this fairy tale, they're on this date, it's really cute, they're in a horse-drawn carriage, you know, everything's going great. And then Mm -hmm. Peanut Butter, aka the horse (laughs) in the horse-drawn carriage, um, starts to kind of slow down. Things go a little crazy. And uh, it. I guess it just, I'm assuming it had like a heart attack. Like that's the only yeah. thing I can think of is it's like something he's like that. peanut butter for years, he said. <laughs> and I do love the moment when he's like, do something, Mindy, you're a doctor. And she's like, I'm not a veterinarian. Like, I don't know how to fix this. Like, and then she's like, why don't you web design him back to life? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. No, I thought that was really funny because my cousin is a podiatrist and I feel like when anyone comes with her with a real medical issue, she's always like, I have forgotten everything else (laughs) that isn't what I need to know. And I just feel like the same way, like I was in AP Spanish at one point and now all I can do is remember like things like La Biblioteca. Oh, the library. I love that word. Yeah. It's my favorite Spanish word. Um, Yeah, no, I, I just, I love that. And then unfortunately the horse dies um, kind of brutally actually. And yeah, I agree with you. I think you really can't come back from that on a date, like at all. What did it for me was the the driver, like screaming peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. Yeah, I feel like I need a break from eating peanut butter for like a minute too, honestly. <laughs> uh, but our next scene, like, it it just looks unnatural because it's a Saturday. Like we see them come into the office on a Saturday, and Danny is being a real time Nazi. Three minutes. That's True. insane. Um, wait, can I just talk about two things about this? One, from a logistical level, I actually kind of agree with the idea of having Saturday office hours for doctor's offices. I know it would be frustrating for a doctor, but I feel like it actually makes a lot of sense for people who are working during the week. Like, it does, like, he's not wrong. Now, do you want to work on a Saturday? Not necessarily, but... In theory, it made a lot of sense to me. And I was like, oh, like, you know, if my doctor had Saturdays open, I would kind of like that. 
but you are a menace to society. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't know. I'm just being honest. Um, but I do. I thought it was interesting. He's taking all my work. He's the only doctor doing it. Like none of the other doctors are doing it. Yeah, um, I also totally am Betsy in this situation where she's like, "Well, I run all my errands on the weekends. Like that's what I do. <laughs> I catch up for the week on the weekends." Um, and he's, you know, he's nice though. He brings them breakfast, Chief. What are you talking about? Yeah, a box of shredded wheats, and I don't know if they keep milk in the office or are they just supposed to snack on that as dry cereal. But I also love his quote. If you eat garbage, you do garbage work. Okay? And the taste, the taste, it's enough. But uh, talking about an amazing breakfast, because me and you are a big chicken and waffles fan. When you saw Gwen cooking these waffles, were you not, like, amazing? I guess props to the props department. Yeah. No, I literally was, like, part of my notes were them enjoying some waffles because I do love me some waffles. Um, I love, yeah, I love a chicken and waffle. I like a good chicken and waffle, though. Like, they has to be... With some spice, some herbs, some this, mm. like, it's good. Mm. Um, but I also, really quick, though, before we hop into them at the house in Greenwich, I mm-hmm. also want to point out, like, this awkward moment when um, Shauna and Betsy are like, we're going to, like, revolt, right? And they're like, we're going to go to oh, Facebook. Yeah. That's the that's the way to do it. And Morgan wants to use a cup of water to get like Danny back with water and then pours it on his own self because he got caught instead of just trying to be like oh I just wanted a cup of water like to drink he's like oh I wanted to pour it on my own I was like bro like walk it back just walk it back (laughs) that's that's what the fear of Danny Castellano will do to a man I know it really scared him it really scared him um but yeah no but back to to Gwen's house we get to actually kind of see a little bit more of like her lifestyle which is kind of interesting oh their lifestyle is nice yeah and they um (laughs) I love it for the weekend I do love that um Mindy is like because Gwen is like oh I think this house is haunted and Mindy's like it was made in 2007 (laughs) like it's not haunted I am on Gwen's side. I just want to say evil spirits are created every year. All it takes is something horrendous happening to a house to create another evil spirit. All right. Well, this is where I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm on your side. <laughs> You're right. It's not been that old. It cannot. I mean, this house is probably five or six years old at the time of this episode. So it's like there's really not much that could have happened. But it's nice because then Mindy offers for Gwen to stay at you know, her house or in her apartment in New York. You know. It seems like she only thought it was going to be some adult time a girl's weekend and then she's like oh yeah that's right your kid can come too and she's like um you forgot about her she's right here like she's literally right here (laughs) i take a lot of pride in the idea that i picked a very great godmother for my future daughter hopefully tears i know i'm very excited don't worry i will never forget her (laughs) i will never be like oh let's do this Oh, that's right. You want to bring her with you? Like, oh my gosh, never. I'd be like, so I'll take her. You go and do your thing. It'll just be I a know, girl's I'm weekend. Be I know exactly. <laughs> um, but I do like that Mindy like somewhat apologizes and is like, oh, okay, I guess I'll have you have a bunk bed, which is like <laughs> a big commitment. Okay, it's like a weekend, and she's getting a whole bunk bed. Yeah, like, are you returning this? Like, I don't understand. Are you putting it away for later? Like, that's all I kept thinking about is, like, she really is a good aunt slash godmother for actually going out and purchasing a bunk bed and being like, yeah, I guess I'll just have it for you when you stay here. But, uh, when you see the next scene, like, Danny is really on the staff members for just working. I was thrown off by this. And also, I just want to say, I like Danny, but the idea of us being friends in real life has just been killed because his knowledge... (laughs) 
of social media True. has has just floored me. Yeah, come on, Facebooks. No, and I enjoy social media. Like I have recently realized that I've been holding my own best friend in a toxic Snapchat relationship <laughs> for like the last three years. I just love hashbags. Like she's like, Are you trying to get it wrong? Like are you even <laughs> like attempting to get it right? Um, I also do like this because it kind of backfires on them, right? Like they're trying to be on Facebook and then he tries to call the office and no one answers their phone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, guys, you got to at least try to pretend that like you're doing something. Yeah, no, I even like how he like squeezes his nose through the door when he's like backing himself out of the room just to assert his dominance one second longer. Um, yes. And I also want to point out that Shauna actually has unfriended Betsy at some point. She's like, don't make me do it again. And I was like, oh, I wonder what made her do it the first time. <laughs> yeah, so now Danny bans Facebook. And I like that their revolt is to go to the original Facebook, which is People Magazine or magazines. Yeah, no, but the thing I thought is cool about this next scene is that I think this is the first time we get a shot of the sign, right? Like uh, Showman's and Associates. Yeah, it is cool. And we get to see their waiting room, which and is cool, too. we get to too. see the order of the names, Castellano, Reed, Lahiri. I think mostly it's because of the order they all started. Oh, I don't get on the soapbox with me. I just said it. I thought it was interesting. Hey, I support all women. No, I'm just saying like to me, my thought was because we'd established like a couple episodes ago that I guess Shulman and like Danny had started the practice basically together. So that was my first thought. Because then if you think about it, it's like Shulman and Associates and then it's Castellano, Reed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no, it makes sense. That was my kind of thought process. But you're, like, better than me because I did not notice that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I do like that. Um, I like that they're determined to find People magazine because they only find the CNN type stuff. (laughs) And I should tell you right now, we're probably going to spend three minutes on the next five seconds just because I really need to talk about something. Tell me. Go for it. Okay. So, you know, when they go up to the receptionist and ask for People magazine, he says, oh, there's People. Mm Mm-hmm. But his second line, when he's closing the sliding door, he says, if you don't quit talking, I'm sliding my glass. Did you notice that the voice was way different than the voice that he played? Interesting. No, I mean, Mackenzie, like, crazy different. I mean, like, I don't know whether he said a curse word in the original thing, but it was almost like a voiceover. Oh, so they could have done, sometimes if the audio is bad or, like, something happens or, like, there's a line Mm -hmm. that's messed up. They do this thing. Um, God, I think it's ADR. I think it's ADR. Like it's basically they re-record something in the studio and then place it over. A lot of times they do it with voiceovers. They it was terrible, and I'm terrible at technology, and I think I could have did a better job. <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's like me. Like I didn't notice it. I think most people wouldn't notice it unless you're really paying attention. And I think that part of us rewatching it has been so much of a we're really focusing in on these things. Like sure. I. I'm not going to tell this scene, but let's just say that after like rewatching the Mindy Project, I don't even know how many times there's a scene in like a later season where I made a connection to the finale of the show. And by the time I made that realization, I tweeted it out to Salvatore Perez and he's like, yeah, no, like he liked it. Like and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I made this huge connection. I won't spoil it until we get to the end. Okay. But they're really smart about how they set up these storylines in a way that 
things will connect and things really like you just got to really pay attention to it. So I think they weren't expecting our level (laughs) of detail to watching Mm -hmm. these shows. That's true. That's true. I mean, you think about it. They have like continuity departments that actually sit and do this. Yeah. Over and over and over. Which I would love to do. Honestly, watch a show over and over and be like, oh, yeah, you're forgetting this. Oh, you should add this. (laughs) (laughs) I can. Yeah. I can see that dubbing perfect for you. I'm just saying. So. They're on the hunt now to find People Magazine, but now Mm -hmm. we're seeing that Mindy has recruited Morgan to help build a bunk bed. Yeah, no, and I thought this was a great way to kind of introduce you to the scene, is that Morgan thought the idea of Cran Apple was absurd and wanted Cran Ransbury. Because anyone who's, like, been in a grocery store in a while, they have Cran everything. Cran Orange, Cran Apple, Cran Raspberry, Cran Peach. It's insane. I also love that he straight up just leaves work to go help her like he does not even care or think about danny he's like oh no i'm gonna go help mindy yeah let me go do that and like just leaves i love that Can i invite you down the rabbit hole for a second let's do it (laughs) so i have decided just based off this and everything that happens later this whole attitude for uh danny i feel like was just a ploy because now he gets himself into mindy's apartment where he's forced to build something for her Interesting. So for someone who was not into the idea of Danny and Mindy is now thinking of it. I'm I'm not into the idea of them. I'm just saying like I'm noticing like, wow, like he's gone all the way over there. He'll rather help Mindy with something and have Morgan work. Like that doesn't sound like Danny at all. So I'm just saying it sounds because after this, after the scene, cue, cue, like cute, like uh, (laughs) rom-com storyline. Well, let's see. So, yeah, he sees Danny's, or Danny sees Morgan's gone, goes to the apartment, gets him. And I do like that Morgan really tries to be loyal to Mindy till the end. And then he threatens his health care. And he's like, actually, I got to go now. Like, I'm sorry. That's like he my line. He needs his drops. He can't go to Canada again to get those. So, yeah, I do like that. Um, I am equally surprised that Danny offers to help. But then I'm also not surprised, kind of like in your rabbit hole spot, like, Gives him the opportunity to impress Mindy by showing he can build things. But it also, to me, seems like maybe he just likes to show that, like, masculine side of him, if that makes sense. Like, to me, he's always has that masculine energy, right? Like, oh, I'm a man's man. And so for him, he's like, oh, I can build this. And then especially to the point where he's like, takes the he's like, can you get the instructions? I don't need the instructions. Like, I was like, (laughs) yeah, okay, this is. Which actually backfires but, uh, later, as we will find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I can't wait to see that. But I was saying, um, to my own little fashion breakdown, Ooh. did you not notice how Mindy and Danny were, like, matching in this episode? They both had the, so like, kind of the denim, like, kind of shirt, uh, like, shirt. I get what you're saying. Then, like, like, that blue. And, that bra- and the brown mm-hmm. belt. I was like, wow, they are giving real power couple right now. I love it. That's so funny. Well, especially because, like, and I kind of can break here for a second just to talk about this. Like, mm-hmm. this is now the second episode in a row where there's yeah. no talk of Mindy's love life. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the opening scene is her on a date. But even that yeah. didn't end well. Like, it wasn't like we see him stick around. So mm-hmm. you're seeing this more side of just, like, Mindy. So it makes me kind of excited for, like, the next episode because... I wonder what that means for her. Like, has her standards changed? Has her, like, thought process changed? So I'm excited. Also, like, the next three episodes are so funny. (laughs) So I'm really (laughs) excited, too. But um, also, back to the masculinity thing for one quick second. I love that when um, Danny's like, oh, can you play music? And she's like, 
this is the most masculine song broadway song i have and i was like oh my god <laughs> i laughed so hard and it was like i don't even know yeah it was that song that we talked about earlier but i just thought that was pretty funny that like she's like no like quote unquote masculine music so she goes with her broadway theme and he's like don't you have like led zeppelin like any of those types of people and she's like what <laughs> No, it sounds like with you sometimes when I mention like some rock songs, you're like, uh, excuse me? And I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I know like maybe some early 2000s, like, <laughs> like what is it called? Uh, not Backstreet Boys. I'm like, that's not pop. That's, that's pop. Alternative rock. God, what's their name? Um, Fall Out Boy. Yes, thank you, Fall Out Boy. I'm like, I know it's like, <laughs> yeah, Fall Out Boy. Yes, I know them. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about this moment between Danny and Mindy when Mindy gives Danny the itinerary of their day together, which I thought was super, super fascinating because I don't necessarily see Danny as a parental figure, Mm -hmm. but yet he knows this itinerary is not going to work for a seven-year-old girl. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Once again, that makes it hard for me for this whole... Mindy wanting kids thing like is it per- is it personal is it personal to Riley you think I think because there are best- some people like I think it's like when you have your own kids like does that make sense like I just feel like sometimes it takes you having your own kid to be like oh no I really like my kid like I like what mm-hmm. I do and like I know she obviously I think she does love Riley and I think that she loves spending time with her I think it's just hard for her to like differentiate having like her best friend and then having her best friend's kid if that makes sense like i think yeah that makes sense maybe it's like a jealousy thing like she wants to have that time with her friend that she just doesn't have anymore because she has a kid you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of maybe how i think of it like i think it's kind of subconscious like i don't think she's outwardly not liking kids i think it's oh i'm being a little bit disrupted and my scheduling yeah that makes sense um but i also i just want to talk about how like mindy thinks the seven-year-old is going to be able to just hang out and play on the bunk bed while they're gone by herself yeah that sounds like and then also when you find out where she has to set up just in the middle of the room (laughs) it's a terrible idea i don't don't think she's gonna stay and play on a bunk bed for fun no but also i feel like mindy always introduces me to things i didn't even know that were offensive when she says like oh that is so catholic i'm just like like, is that offensive like i never knew that could be offensive (laughs) yeah um i do like that i also think it's funny that like again danny making these points like don't you think she's gonna want want to spend time with her daughter and i don't think mindy thought about it in that way either like oh maybe she does want to spend time with her kid like all three of them together so he made some good points for a guy who I just did not see this coming from. Um, and I think she takes that as a bit of an attack. <laughs> yeah. As you said, like she starts like kind of going after him. But then we find out he has a brother that yeah, like no. he basically raised like a yeah, backstory. Brothers raising brothers. Cute. I know. I like that. <laughs> I, I feel like we're learning a little bit more about the different sides of Danny, especially like this episode. We learned a lot. So we learned about his brother. Oh. Oh, we're going to learn some stuff about Danny. We sure do. And really quick, before we move on to that amazing scene where we do learn more, <laughs> I just okay. want to say when Mindy, when Danny's like, hey, can you hand me the Phillips head? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, the crisscross one. She's like, well, why don't you just say that? And I was like, that's so, me. So I agree with uh, Mindy here 100% just because 
Danny knew that she did not know what Phillips was going to be, so he should have said crisscrossing from the beginning. So that's what I'm like, come on, you know. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. Like, I actually do know some tools. Like, I feel like I could do that, but I just was like, I do get it sometimes where I feel like people overcomplicate. I'm like, can you just tell me what you really need? Yeah, like, but I, I no think idea. his knowledge of social media matches her knowledge of tools. There you go. Exactly. See? They balance each other out. Uh, of course, you brought it back to there. I did. <laughs> I always will. The rom-com lover in me. Um, so let's go back to the office where we see Shauna and Betsy sneak into Danny's office where he actually has the People magazine, which yeah, Betsy he, makes he... this great quote. Right? I yeah, felt like you would have loved this Betsy quote. Oh, am I supposed to say the quote? No, I just, I just oh, feel like... Yeah, no. Oh, what's the quote? Tell where me. Where she goes, how ironic the guy who hates people reads people. Okay, so this is so this is where I was confused because I because I did hear her say that, but I was like, is Danny stealing these for enjoyment or to take enjoyment away from other people? I think it's also both. I can see him walking into the into his own like you know waiting area and be like, ah, oh, this is too fun. People should be in the right <laughs> mood to come into a doctor's office. Give them the Economist instead. Yeah, no, I agree. But I like thought that was like such an underrated quote from Betsy because you know she just sometimes she has these one liners that I just think are fabulous. Oh, I am all about the Betsy one-liner, so you don't have to tell me. Um, but I think they were all too distracted by the letter. Yeah, no, they found a letter Danny wrote to Christina, his ex-wife. And it was the kind of steamy letter, like the beginning. Yeah, it started out real steamy. And I think it's funny because we have this cut back and forth, right? So mm-hmm. we're getting into the Here steamy letter. Then we get back to Danny finishing the bunk bed, Riley, and also it kind of was brushed over, but like they were going to have like a nice drink together, like for a second, and oh. then, you know, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I, I love this kind of scene with Danny and Mindy. Yeah, they were about to have like this drink together, but then Gwen and Riley show up, Riley's super excited because her bunk bed's like up and ready to go, and then she does this impression of like the godfather. Oh, yeah, no, and I... And I, I just thought it was a, a great moment because it was like they were kind of making in front of each other's impressions of doing The Godfather, Danny and Mindy. But like slowly you can kind of see their mouths get closer and closer when they were kind of like, you know, doing this little impression. So I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of. But then it is that cute moment is ruined. It sure is because something <laughs> happens in the background. <laughs> no, okay. when gets crushed yeah. by the top bunk of the bump bed. And all you yeah. hear is Riley scream for her mother. Yeah, that was intense. And then, of course, it's like you have this intense moment and it brings us right back over to the other intense <laughs> moment, which is reading this love like love letter, basically. But also yeah. like a letter of closure, I feel like, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but basically we find out that uh, Danny's ex-wife cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I think this is the first time I found out or... Did we know before now? I think we might have. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I know at one point when Mindy was like talking to Danny and going after him in the first episode, I just can't remember if she said like he cheat, like she cheated on him. I can't remember that part, but I just know that she like went after him about being married, like and divorced. Yeah, I can't remember specifically. I thought she just said like, oh, like, you know, I'm not divorced. And it was kind of like, ooh. Yeah. But. This letter has, like, a lot in it. First of all, Morgan is, like, stressed. He's like, I can't read this. This is too upsetting. Then it also includes that he drew a picture of the baby they never had. I was like, what? Oh, that was... I 
But then I thought about having some of my worst breakups and how you really are in your feels sometimes. <laughs> I know. I was just like so shocked. I'm like, well, we were learning a lot about Danny's like multifaceted sides here. Um, and then, okay, now we're having all this. Like they finished, basically finished the letter, having this moment. And then it brings us right back to them all freaking out because Gwen's arm definitely looks like it's broken. Uh, be- before we start, can we take a moment of silence for Danny's manhood? <laughs> Because the fact that this little bump, Ikea bump head broke on Danny's watch, and under, it's just crazy to me. I'm surprised he's not more upset about it. Again, because he ripped up the directions is my thought, okay? Because he should have just listened to him. Also, you can't put the full blame on Danny, especially because Morgan did the first part of the bed. He, like, built onto it. Yeah. So I'm, like, thinking it's a joint effort. Like, if you weren't looking at the directions slash... Morgan, who I'm a little dubious about him building something, and those parts working together makes me curious as to like how that. Okay, went down. guys, I'm gonna get serious for a moment. She is putting the blame on Morgan because he's gone to jail before. No, when I just I just that is not at all. He, I'm doing it. I'm I, doing it because I, I, the guy literally. I just want to note in the episode, if you guys want to rewind in the episode, that when. Danny comes in. Morgan is only working on the bottom part of the bunk. He doesn't have the top part together yet. Danny comes in and finishes the top, which is the part that breaks. Whew, sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Okay, so that's completely inaccurate. I'm saying <laughs> it more so because his ability to switch instantly from <laughs> going to be at work and be like, oh yeah, I'll just leave. Like, And also he thought... That the cat Mindy called him versus the person Mindy called him. Okay, so I'm a little dubious to his his skills at building things. Also, as you'll find out, I guess I know a little bit too much too because as you find out through the rest of the series, um, Morgan tends to get injured quite a bit on the show. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. So and. Yeah, but uh, Gwen Not breaks her careful. arm. And I just want to say, I am shocked that Gwen only broke her arm because that scene of it falling on her arm did look very, like, vicious. So I'm surprised she only broke her arm. I'm wondering if it's because, like, no one was on the top bunk. Like, I feel like if there was a person or something on top, it would have been heavier. So, like, maybe it was just, yeah. like, the way it went around. Also, it makes me question how many times this girl has broken her arm because she broke her arm earlier in the series, which is why she had to help, um, Mindy had to help, like, cook okay, Thanksgiving. Guys. So, I didn't finish looking this up because half I forgot about it. But I meant to look up was they filmed it differently. Yeah, was that supposed to was the was the Dennis like Christmas thing or Thanksgiving thing? Was that supposed to be after this? Because Gwen's in a cast, and they never explain it, and it's just like there. And we spoke about that if you follow our podcast in earlier episodes. I know. I was curious about that too because my thought was the same thing. I was like, maybe somehow like the episodes got switched like maybe it was the scheduling thing i was curious about that so i'm not sure yeah but they didn't go they didn't go full superstore where they just (laughs) denied the fact that a person had a baby yeah no that was bad this is like something that like i like realistically someone could break their arm like a couple times by accident if like they did something or whatever like that's like a little bit more believable than (laughs) cheyenne being pregnant with a baby and then like had the baby and then an episode later is pregnant again (laughs) with the same baby (laughs) and no one talks about it um anyway hear more about that whenever we end up doing a superstore podcast yeah 2024 guys look out 
Um, so anyway, we're back to Mindy, um, being terrified of the fact that she actually might have to be the mother to Riley, which is not even close to what's happening here, but yeah, it's her, fine. her father is still alive. <laughs> and like, yeah. And I just think she just gets so terrified. She's freaking out. Riley's freaking out. And Danny's like, everyone needs to calm down. I'm going to take one to the hospital. We're going to get this all figured out. And, um, you're going to stay with the kid. And, and Mindy's like, oh, no, no. It's like, let's switch. You stay. I'll do this. And she's, he's like, no. Um, yeah, no. She, the kid should be with whoever she feels more comfortable with, which is, which is hopefully Mindy. Yeah, I would think. Um, I also just love Mindy comforting Riley with her little pat pat on her face. Like, there, there. It's going to be okay. Like, you just see the maternal instincts there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it just like, really oh, kicks in. When she thinks Riley's being irrational because her mother is still okay. in the room. She says she misses her. That's just irrational. She's still there. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we have Gwen in the taxi with Danny. Who All starts, drugged up. Yeah. And she starts to refer to him as, are you the British guy, the old guy, or the handsome jerk? Yeah, no. And uh, I think it's easy to narrow down. He's the British guy, right? Of course. No, he's the, I was like going to say the old guy, but he's actually yeah. the handsome jerk. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting because now yeah. you know how Mindy's thinking about them. No, I thought so too. And also I thought like you saw like Danny's face kind of go towards the end where he's like, man, if I can drop the jerk part, I can uh, just be handsome. There you go. So they're in the car. Mindy's attempting to bond with Riley. It's not going well. She goes to her room, quote, quote, because now she's like moved in with Mindy, right? Um, she's like, oh my goodness. And Danny is now at the hospital with Gwen, who skips the line. And yeah. some people are not happy about it. I uh, know, because Danny was like, oh, maybe if I drop the jerk part. And then he was like, you know, let me add on the a hole part. <laughs> I. I had to be a part of one of these when someone walked in and was like, oh, my neighbor who's a surgeon here, let me in the back. I hate that because that's not how healthcare works. So I thought Danny was like really taking it all the way up the meter there. Yeah. So it was not a great moment for him. He doesn't seem to seem it's like it's wrong, but gets called out by this girl. And yeah. and Danny, we think he's already high at that meter. He takes it above that meter and starts to call this girl a pirate, basically. Yep. And they, but you know what? Listen, seems to be actually like his charm because it starts to kind of get flirty between the two of them as it goes on. Um, mm -hmm. I also like when we go back to Mindy and Riley. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. actually starts to bond with her like you know it took her a little bit to get there but when she kind of describes their relationship and explains how like her mom and her met and the stuff i thought it was really sweet and they really start to bond and then we go back to the hospital now where danny has really like made an impression on this girl and um we find out that she got the eye patch from a pigeon flying into her eye yeah, no, and I like that Danny takes this time to go on a rant about how he loves pin pigeons because how they love the city of New York City. I could actually I just... see you you doing something like that. I can see that in my mind, you being like, I have respect for that. And you're like, what? It has nothing to do with what's happening here. But can we also talk about uh, this glass slipper moment uh, that we have with the eye patch? Like, Ooh, I, know, I like that comparison. Very Cinderella vibes. The music started playing. I like it. Like, Danny slowly lifted the eye patch. I was like, oh, man. 
True. And it really wasn't that bad at all when you, like, actually saw her. <laughs> no, it actually wasn't. I was like, and then as soon as she lifted it, I was like, okay, that was pretty dramatic to put an eye patch on for something that's barely a black eye. And he's like, oh, I will, like, give you some eye drops. Like, now he's going to play the doctor for her. And um, I also think it's funny because in this moment, now he's getting a flood of text messages from his coworkers who are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. We love you. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And he's like, and he's thinking like oh it's because of facebook they want to get back on facebook he has no idea it's because they read about like his personal life yeah no i was like do you guys want to get caught like why are you guys texting him but uh, from these text messages are you going to say that eye patch lady starts putting the moves on danny well i was not but that's uh. true <laughs> that's very true and it makes me curious like maybe they're gonna go out now interesting oh yeah um but I was actually going to say that when we come back to the office, we see Morgan is pacing and pacing, and he mailed the letter to Christina. Morgan mailed the letter. Like, this took me outside of the episode, because I was just like, even knowing Morgan's character, I was like, in what world did you think this was the right thing to do? <laughs> I, like, couldn't, especially after, like, all the things Danny said, because it was, like, more of, like, a letter of closure for him than was ever meant to be sent. And just to, like, take something that's clearly not yours and send it out, I I don't know where his, like, I know his heart was probably in the right place. Like, he just wants Danny to be happy. I just, he did not go about it in the right way at all. Um, But then we come back to this cute moment. Where we see Mindy, Gwen, and Riley. They're all like snuggled up. And Mm -hmm. we find out that Mindy and Riley made this adorable itinerary for the rest of the week. With like including Riley, which was nice. She falls asleep. And then I think this is where Mindy starts to make the connection. Is like, oh, I can still have my best friend. Because Gwen's like, oh, let's go have like a drink. And she's like, oh, we can actually do that. And she's like, yeah, of course. So I think she's starting to build that connection. Is like she can still have her best friend. It's just going to be a little bit of a different relationship. Yeah, no, totally. I think you, like, nailed it right there just by saying that Mindy has her best friend and also is kind of going to have this future best friend. That's exactly. And they're only going to can probably compete with the same age level men for about 10 years. So I was it like, won't oh, be gosh. as contentious with her and her mom. Which also, I love that uh, Mindy, I mean, Mindy and uh, Gwen's type freshman year of college was a white guy with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um,. But I'm going to bring us back to Morgan trying to now retrieve the letter from the mailbox. Oh, do you mean this montage of Morgan (laughs) committing a federal crime? In broad daylight, I might add. Um, I liked the cement block he threw at it and the block shattered. I was like, wow, these things are quite strong, aren't they? And um, yeah, so he tries to get out. doesn't work. So then Morgan tries to warn Mindy and Danny about the mailer who goes into your offices and mails your letters. Danny is unaffected. Mindy runs because she has some fan letter that she does not want seeing the light of day. And um, can, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, go. I was going to say, I was like confused for two seconds just because when Morgan was saying this to um, Danny... Like, Mindy's face started realizing, even though it was about her own letter. I was like, at first I was like, wait, does Mindy know about Danny's letter? Because just, I don't know, the way he was, like, just explaining it very broadly and how she was kind of like, wait, did they mail his letter? But it was, like, her own thing. I thought it was a cool setup. Yeah, because you're like, maybe she was in on it. Because it wouldn't put me past her to read through Danny. 
well, not to mail it, but to read through Danny's letters. Yeah. I would not have asked her, just given <laughs> her character. Um, and then I just thought it was interesting because he tries to then, he's like, oh, I'll set you up. And then it was, oh, I need to give him a hug. So, like, he just, like, had this, like, he just, you can see the overwhelming guilt on him. Yeah, no, that was a terrible idea. Oh, my goodness. So, great episode. Very interesting. A lot of stuff going on. Um, I do want to talk about two quick Our things. favorite moments? Yes, let's talk about our favorite moments. Uh, Tell me yours. Say? Yeah. Uh... I don't know what my favorite moment of this episode was. Uh, I think I really liked uh, Mindy kind of interacting with uh, Riley, just in the sense of like not knowing what to do with a child, like where she thought she was being irrational, but kids are irrational, or I don't know, just different things like that. I liked how like Mindy interacted with Riley. So I'm like on the same page as you. I also loved the scene when Mindy tries to comfort Riley. I just love this whole there, there. Like I just think that's just so funny, and she's like patting her, and it's just like that's not really the best way to comfort this child who's really in distress. I also do love the cold open because I love that it shows that like not every rom-com necessarily has a happy ending. So I do like that one a lot. Um, And then I just really quickly want to talk about the movie references. So there weren't a lot of movie references necessarily besides like the Godfather, which Mindy's character says Charles Brando when it's actually Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. (laughs) <laughs> but um they do a lot of like i guess pop culture references where they talk about like kate winslet nyu time magazine people magazine facebook newsweek the economist and cnn they also talk mm-hmm. about edith wharton which i didn't realize but mindy's a huge edith wharton wharton person like she's a few books and i've heard her reference it and it's been used before where she said that one of her favorite books by edith wharton mm-hmm. so i just like to see that she's been mentioned quite a bit so check nice. her out we um, are noted to check that out, guys. Yes. All right, my friends. It's been a good episode. Next week. Yes. It's going to be great. What's the episode next week? I actually don't remember. It is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Hooking up is hard. I honestly am really more excited for... The three that are after hooking up is hard. Okay. Those are like some of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do one continuous one and we'll do a part one, part two, part three. It's just so good. There's <laughs> so many. Like those the episodes are so good. Um, I don't want to put any spoilers out, so I'm not going to say anything about them. But those are some of my favorite episodes of the show. All right. You want to try to nail this outro now? I think we can do it. Okay. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys. See you.